If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another edition is hitting the high notes birthday boy edition of hitting the high notes jazz talk. It is I am here. You can uh, see me on the Twitterverse at jazz high notes number two. I really should go try and see if Elon will give me my first uh, account back because that kind of got, got a lot more traction. Um, uh, you can also find me on Superman. That's H U T R N Superman. Uh, I am here, and uh, we are here with him. He's the Barker uh, in them, uh, Barker and Busters. Um, uh, Jared Barker, what's up, man? Ah, I am good, dude. I am good. Yeah, but a little bit better than the Jazz, but we'll get to that in a second here. Um, we, we are missing the Squatches of Dragon. Um, uh, apparently, he is um, uh, you know, pr- probably just some on the toilet. Who knows? Um, uh, so he was able to join us today. Um, uh, but you know what? This podcast now is contractually obligated uh, to, to be two-thirds um, a Roy Hyde Royals. So um, uh, we're bringing on um, – uh, we can't call him a producer because I cannot actually pay him. Uh, anything so um, uh, we're gonna call him in intern Jake um, uh, Jake Penrod uh, like I said for Jake um, uh, when did you graduate from Roy High? Uh, I was 2005 so that was in our class of 2004 then right. uh, yeah because um, uh, I, I, I'm so old now I just they, they all mesh together like I don't even know what year was what now so um, you, you're 2004. I thought you said before you were 2003 I might have been two out of three. I, again, like, am I, was I two years older than you, Jake? Really? I know we shared at least one year together. I don't remember. But yeah, anyway, I represent very exactly. high. Yeah, we're Roy, Roy Royals. Uh, home of the Burger Bar. Burger Bar, give us money. Um, Seriously, though, that, that's a good spot. Burger Bar, give us money. <laughs> yeah, burger Bar, give us money. And uh, uh, speaking of, um, uh, you know, Burger Bar and uh, getting getting paid, we are part of the Believe uh, Network. Uh, let me get the, the newest copy. Um, our read for bet online uh, because the last of the major pro sports league is off and rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet online remains your top spot 
for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for all your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both the desktop and mobile access at any time. Head on to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, so th- thanks to Bet Online, thanks to Believe Network for you know helping us help the little podcast here um, uh, grow to bigger, bigger and better things, um, which is more than I can say for for this year's Utah Jazz. Uh, you know, uh, Jared, you know we two three weeks ago we talked about this team, and I, you know, I talked about it with Logan last week. Like, um, you know, we all kind of said, okay, we, we thought the Jazz really needed to um, uh, make the play in this week for, for play in this year for. Us to feel good about it, and it's not looking good. It's two and seven. Uh, the Jazz uh, lose again tonight on uh, uh, November eighth to the Pacers in Indiana. Indiana. Uh, they're on a losing streak. Um, uh, they, they've been discombobulated at times. They, they've got a couple injuries. They're moving things around. Um, so your expectations now? You know, nine games in, uh, Jared. Like, uh, where are you at? Well, I'm starting to think that my uh, pick of the ninth seed was overly ambitious, and I should have picked the da- Jazz to finish like 13th in the West. Yeah, I mean, it's all still there, and um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the ninth seed is still. I, I don't think the ninth seed is that far away. Like it looks, it looks far now, but there's 70 games in the season. We're going to see a lot of teams um, really True. go for it. Long and, season. And, and the, the thing is that, like. I don't know if the Jazz are like if the Jazz are truly tanking. If they want to keep their pick, um, uh, yeah, they. We, we saw the, at the trade end last last year. Like, if you really want to, you know, halfway through the year, you can really start tanking and, uh, you know, getting those uh, getting those losses in there. Uh, Jake, so for for those who, you know, obviously, this is your first uh, episode on with us. Um, uh, and the funny thing is that like you, you and I in high school, like we, like, we I think we had, like drama classes and stuff together, but we never really like talked jazz. And, um, uh, you know, so Jake and I reconnected because we've been in Facebook friends for a while. Um, but I, I just remember seeing, like, uh, your, you know, Jake the Links um, uh, on uh, on Twitter, like, commenting all these jazz accounts that I followed. I'm like, I'm like oh, is that, the, is that the same Jake I know, you know? And so, um, so you're a big jazz fan. Um, I think you're probably a more optimistic fan than at least me. Maybe maybe Jared, I don't want to speak for him, but... Um, so, so, so you're you're sort of a fan that really still lives and dies by a lot of the wins and losses here. Like you really loved last year. Uh, again, you know, correct me when I'm right. speaking out of turn here. But um, uh, how do you feel? Like you know, the Jazz are two and two and seven, and uh, like I said, it's not just the record; it's the way they're losing, and they're just, they're just not looking like a team that has a, a sense of direction right now. Right. Yeah. No, this year's team just feels very different than last year. Um, last year was confusing for me. I I wanted the Jazz to lose, except for when they're actually playing. During the game, I was like, you know, the games are exciting. I wanted to cheer for them. And then when they won by like one point, I was like, ah, oh, dang it, that wasn't worth it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, you know, a, a lot of Jazz fans probably. Feel, I mean, I mean, Dra- I, uh, Dragon, Logan, yeah, um, uh, Dragon, yeah, Logan. I mean, he talked about it all the time last year. Like he he knew. 
in his heart of hearts that like this is not the right thing to do, but like you couldn't help it. Like I mean, you you want to see them steal the ball from the Golden State Warriors at the end and, and make a layup to win it. You want to see that three Roy Royals agree. Yeah, like like um uh, you you want to see them um uh, win these games. You you want to see them beat the Nuggets and and there's a there's a longer point and maybe I won't make it today. And the short version of it, the NBA is just such a stupid league. <laughs> it, it's, it's broken. There's there's no reason why we should be cheering against that. But it's so punitive uh, to be mediocre, and that's what the Jazz were going to kind of end up doing last year is just uh, be be mediocre, where you're, which is where you don't want to be. Um, you know, like the, the problem is that they couldn't capitalize on that hot start, uh, and, you know, they ended up uh, having to, you know, sell their stuff off at, 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 in midseason. Um, and by that time, it was just too late. But, like, that's the, that's the problem with uh, the NBA is that you shouldn't have to cheer for your team to – stay in the game and then lose at, at the end. Um, there should be better prizes for being in the middle of the, uh, of the pack. You know, there, there shouldn't, you shouldn't have to win. And, you know, this is in life. You shouldn't have to win a lottery to, to, to feel better um, about yourself, about, about your team. And so that's the longer point that maybe I'll make it a, a different time. But um, yeah, so the jazz are, are, are two and seven, um, you know, the game, the game tonight against the, the Pacers, uh, Winnable they let get away from them in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. I mean, then that, you know, I don't know if that's the young team thing or if the Pacers are are, are more well, uh, well. I, um, uh, I see a lot of fans talking about the ball not getting back to Markinen, and I think part of it is because I don't know our guard play just seems really inconsistent. And 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 I'm not gonna sit here and complain about Keontae because he's a rookie and I want him to play and I want him to play through the struggles and get better. I feel like uh, we we're expecting way too much of JC, and he's not he's doesn't have it going like he he did last year. Honestly, maybe they do need to seek seek out a trade for him because nope, like wrong. before he loses value. Yeah, nope, I don't wrong. know. I don't know. I I, I, I nope. I'm like the last person you expect to hear say that. Nope, I'm a you're wrong. J, JC JC is alive. If you don't if you don't build a statue of him next year next to Stockton and Malone, the Jazz trash I should just move to Vegas. That's um, why, uh, why are you trying yeah. to steal my? That's what no. I said. That's what I was uh, saying to you before the show. No, I'm just kidding. How, how, how dare how dare you? Hi, JC. We will not. You cannot have any Clarkson slander on here, yeah. Jared. It hurts me deeply to admit that we might have to move on from JC because I think he's such a fun character. I enjoy it. You know. It's an experience watching him. Um, <laughs> the, the, the JC experience. You, you're yeah, correct. sometimes he's so bad, and you know, he'll lose the handle, and you know, in ridiculous situations. But also, there's times when he gets so hot that it's ridiculous, or makes these crazy falling out of bounds shots that I don't think anyone else could make, but JC. But uh, it does pain me that I think trading was probably the right choice right now. Right, as much as I enjoyed having him. Yeah, like I mean, uh, you know, obviously, I've, I've been trade JC guy for a, a long time on on this podcast. Um, and yeah, 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 point, we know, we know. We're, we're <laughs> at the point now. It's just like I was like, I'm not quite. It, it's very weird. The Jazz, um, I still think is an asset cum, cum, uh, accumulation mode. Um, Six turnovers uh, and five assists is not just. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I mean, I mean, I, albeit he did score thirty three, so I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to. He had a great 
It's funny that, okay, shout out to that Jazz lead account because they were like, Jordan Clarkson tonight, 33 points, five assists, three rebounds, six turnovers, 12 of 26 from the 12 of 26 from the field. Classic Jordan Clarkson game. I'm like, uh, so you're going to highlight the turnovers and be like, classic Jordan Clarkson. I'm like, what the? I, I mean, it, it, it's just funny because that, that, just, that just seems like you're yeah. like, I mean, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, to, to, to come back, we'll come back to JC in a second because, like, the Jazz, I mean, we've said it for a month now. Just have just way too many of the same guys at the same position, and you know, like like again, THT and Dunn, very very mid players. Those guys are probably low end back and point guards that we thought were high end back and point guards that we could thought we could start for, and, and and maybe not, you know, like it didn't have to be great, but like we thought maybe they could handle starting dudes for a little bit, and that's been a disaster. It feels like um, I, I I want to be really nice to Colin. I, I do. I I, I want to. I, I want good things to happen for him, and mainly because like there's a chance that he can come and you know talk with us on this podcast. But man, he makes it hard sometimes. Like there, there's stretches where like he, he just I, I think there was a, a stretch in the first quarter today when he came in and you know ran to the rim twice, got stuffed at the rim twice, and then shot a three pointer. Like he didn't pass the ball once in three possessions. Um three straight three straight possessions. I was like like what I just it's just it's mind boggling. And I, I want again, I want good things for Colin. I want I want good things to happen because you know, like the the documentary he made in the summer, really cool. He seems like a really cool guy. Um but you know, it's hard. It's hard to have one of Colin Sexton and, and, and Jordan Clarkson on your team, but to have two of those guys, boy, it, it's, it's, it's kind of rough. Um, you know, Kinate is the the bright spot in the guard rotation, but he is, you know, he barely turned twenty today. Um, you know, the tools look like they're there, but um, uh, he's he's not he's not at that level yet. So, uh, but it, it's good to see him get the start, get minutes, and really work that stuff out. Um, Collins, I guess, you know, Utah's own John Collins, a big advocate of him, wanted the Jazz to make a trade for him for a while. Uh, I said it last week, I'll say it again. I'm just not quite sure you can have both those guys on the floor. At this, uh, you know, just uh, they, they, they don't, they eat into each other in a weird way. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe with them, uh, Walker Kessler being out for a couple of weeks, maybe that will help the rotation a little bit. Because uh, I know, Jake, you're, you're a big Walker guy. You, you, you think Walker Kessler is really fun. Um, you know, and I, I think he's a good player. I, I think that maybe Jasmine maybe hyped him up a little too much last year. Uh, but you know, did you watch? Did you get a chance to see the game, Mason, and see how? Did, like, did the Jazz look a little? Uh, how, how did the Jazz look without Walker Kessler? I should ask. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I've I will watch every game. So um, this one, uh, there's obviously more spacing. Like that was pretty noticeable. I don't know how much of that is Keontae. I do think there isn't. I think you're right. I don't. No, right now, John Collins and Walker Kessler can play together. Um, I do think there's maybe a situation where they can figure that out because there's been flashes of it in some of the previous games, but it's definitely not there yet. I think it's better separating their minutes. And I don't know if that's, you know, I think John Collins could be awesome off the bench and cook other teams' benches, but um, maybe it's put Walker Kessler into the second unit, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, without Walker today, I mean, that first quarter actually looked. I mean, the Jazz they got down seven zero early, and I was like, oh, here we go again. Um, <clears throat> but I'm a, you know, to their credit, uh, they came back and scored like another like eight or nine straight, and um, they looked good for that first half. Um, they were right there. 
There was a lot of points in this game where it felt like we were missing Walker too. Like he could have been helpful. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I can only watch about half the game when I'm at work. I can only watch about half the games. It's on in the background. It's ironic, but uh, uh, so I mean, but I do. Like, I think Alabin posted something like, you know, Walker's out and Laurie and Simone get back-to-back blocks or something, and I, I don't know what that means quite yet. Uh, you know, and we'll, and we'll see. Like, apparently Kelly Olenek kind of had a rough game today. Uh, Jasmine's calling for Om- Omar y- y- 7. I was like, okay. Like, the Jazz already have a lot of log jams. Um, uh, we don't really need to create more log jams. Like, I don't want to say an injury is a, a blessing in disguise, but again, now we have an excuse to take, take Walker out. And maybe normalize that front court a little bit more. Like, yeah, maybe maybe the maybe it is throwing you know Collins in the in the uh, on the bench and playing with Olenek more, uh, Walker and Laura. I don't know. I don't know what the it, you know because if if you have Laura Laurie and Walker, uh, Laurie, yeah, you know Laurie. I know I know that Sarah Todd talked about you know saying his name right now. I, I I'm I'm very guilty of this saying Laurie and Laurie, but Laurie, Laurie and Walker. Laurie can play outside. Walker. They play inside. Olenek is a is a great ball mover. Uh, Collins can have a little more uh, presence inside with Olenek on the floor. So maybe that's the rotation. I don't know. Um, but it does seem like we need to start clearing this up. Like we need to figure out something in the in the guard rotation. But I don't care which yeah. one it is. I don't, I don't care if it's done. You know, I don't care if it's con- THT. It's confusing. It's confusing. If we traded, so for example, let's see. Wait a minute. I feel like we need a consolidation trade of all these power forwards. We have too many forwards. And like the guard the guard play just isn't good enough. Uh, but 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 my real big issue is do we try are we essentially going to draft a guard another guard this year? Um especially since Abaji has been really struggling. You know, we don't we don't know what he could be anything. He could be a boat. Um <laughs> Um, like he, he, he hasn't looked good at the beginning of the season and that's kind of how he started last year. Maybe he's a slow starter. a la he, who shall not be named Gordon Hayward, whatever you want to call him. Um, but, and, and, and Mitchell also Mitchell was the same way. He looked like cash at the beginning of the year, start ramping up and playing better for the end of the season. And so I, 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 you know, as I say, like, you know, just, for the guards, they just need. I, I think they just need to pick one of Dunn or THT and just not play them. Um, and and you said the word consolidation trade. So can I pick both? <laughs> you, you can pick both. Like I mean, that, that's fine. You know, George Clarkson and uh, and Colin. Um, it is a little rough. You know, because Colin and Jordan just they, they seem to have the same problem as point guards. And when they when those two play together, it just it doesn't seem great. I'm like, oh my god. That's um, rough. I, I think THT and Dunn are are both. You know, solid backup point guards, but the problem is I, that they're they're not masters of anything. They're masters I, of none. Um, I uh, they... think one solution is if we do trade like two or three of those, say mediocre guards. Is I like um, Ochai as a two guard actually more than what he's been doing as the backup three. Right, because I mean, I mean the Jazz Same. have. The Jazz don't really, really have a three. <laughs> like, like I mean, I know Lowry's playing it, but. He seemed much better in the four today. Uh, I think he played mostly, you know, I guess he kind of played three last year, but it was more positionless last year when they were able to win, he, uh, you know, Olenek and... He also um, played three in, uh, in where... I mean, he's played, th- he's played three a lot of places. And, um, uh, yeah. 
know, it just like, feels like it's not his natural position, though. I, I get what you're saying. I, I agree with you. The, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, and, and, and maybe, maybe it is working, and maybe I'm just not seeing it. But um, let's say you said consolidation trade. Uh, I mean, kind of give me an example of you. So we want to trade, you know, like obviously we want to trade ponies for a horse, as, as uh, I still term from uh, the hair moment. Like, you want to trade two or three, you know, 35 cent pieces or 30, two, two or three guys who are 35 cents each and then trade for a dollar. Oh, no, I don't think that's what we're going to be able to do. I think we're going to have to to trade three seventy five cents for hopefully a a, a a sixty cents. You know, a three, two, two, two quarters, Sorry. two quarters, three twenty five cent pieces for a sixty okay. cent. I think we're going to have okay, to take a loss. Um, uh, and, and but even though those are still kind of hard to do because again we're. Yeah, because so, you're trying to upgrade, and and it's it, I know it's a really hard needle to thread. You need well, a team that just doesn't have enough depth, like somebody like. Uh, the problem is anybody who doesn't have enough depth, they don't want to give away the stuff that they have. That's that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like people are saying, people are saying consolidate, 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 and that's just, that's hard. Like when you're trying to match salaries, number one. Yeah. Uh, number two, I mean, you know, you gotta find a team that's going. Yeah, I'll take Colin and. You know, like even if they have something that they can can give you, like you know, is something that Jake's been saying online. Um, at, you know, still from his Twitter, is that like, hey, we were hoping to uh, flash THT, you know, up his value. And I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast last week, but like the problem is that you can't up his value too much because if he's if he starts THT starts playing really well, starts looking like a real good point guard, then the Jazz are like, oh, we don't want to trade him. You know, we want right. we want to keep him. Like he's he, he's he's eleven million dollars. If he's playing like a point guard that can lead us, you know. Oh maybe, man, maybe... man, he's living up to that Laker fan nickname, "Total Hot Trash." So I don't I don't even know. Right. I, but I, the, I the, thing, the thing is that if he starts looking good, you have to decide if that's fool's gold or not. And more often than not, you know, you, you I'm going to usually... say fool's gold personally. <laughs> but well, he hasn't even done it yet. So, but the thing <laughs> is, that, you know, like you don't know until you see it. Like. Yeah. If all of a sudden in the next month he comes out and and averaging 20, 20 and ten, you know, ha, you know, looking real dangerous, you know, the, the, you know, like it's it's going to be one of those like, oh, we can't we you can't trade him, so he like he has to look good, but he can't look too good. Um, so that's why like when people, you know, it's not just Jake, but I, I know that Jake has mentioned that on Twitter. Um, people are like, oh, we need to, you know, and I, I think I mentioned this with Logan, like it's hard to harsh value or get more value out of, out of guys because you know the scouts they, they've they've seen the bad they've seen the bad tape you know Walt Perrin you know former director of personnel for the Jazz always said don't show me a guy's highlights show me a guy's wow. lowlights show right. me the stuff that he, he can't do because I want to know if we can work on that if we can live with that can we live without Rudy Gobert catching you know being able to catch pass, passes down low um, you know like this is stuff that they they can find out if they can live with um, find, find that thing um, and it's, it's find out if it mattered. Um, so, so it's hard for me to be like, all right, cool, we're going to raise these guys' value and uh, and trade them. So, um, Jazz Jargon tweeted out something today, which I think is a, a, and I retweeted it, and it was something that I I, I kind of thought when uh, the trade happened was that um, Collins. So he goes, the Collins acquisition was acquisition was a pure value play, always a pure value play. I honestly, think they can flip him now for something decent. So, and this is the. You know, talk we had preseason like everybody's already trying to trade john collins um uh, as opposed to um uh, trying to see if he you know can play and, and be a badass 
So now we're you know two or three weeks in. He he's played fine. I, I don't think I don't think he, he's the reason the Jazz aren't playing very well. Um, he's he's okay. He has decent numbers. Um, he he had like a double double for like the first three <laughs> three games. Like he's 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 a good player. Um, is he is he a I think he could be an all-star, but I don't know if he could be an all-star for the Jazz with the way they're constructed. Um, so I, I guess the what I'm getting at, like, is a consolidation trade trading John Collins away? You know, is, is it is it um, uh, giving up John Collins? Frankly, uh, frankly, I think that that would it would make more sense for him. I think there he this this might not be the best situation for him. I think that he's shown that he's valuable. In coming here, but the problem is like we have this logjam at forward, and we need we need we need a three. So if you could change trade John Collins for a three, I think that that would that would help a lot. Um, and I, you know, I, I'll maybe I should go look. You know, maybe I should write this down so I can go look it up because in the NBA you don't usually get the oh hey we have a pretty good small forward we need a pretty good power forward their money yeah, but- somehow matches here we go. Maybe, um, maybe if, uh, maybe if the power, the, I think the small forward would have to be less good <laughs> to trade for the power forward because, because a uh, small forward is kind of like the most coveted position. And 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 uh, but Danny Age also is a guy that you know we've talked about does not like to lose quote unquote lose a trade. Um, and if the if the 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 benefit of go getting Utah's own John Collins was to you know. Flip him at some point, you know. Try to get some more assets. Like that's the reason the Jazz held on to, like Conley, Vando, um, Beasley, as long as they did last year, is because they wanted to get the, the best asset. Um, I've been going back and forth that that's you know w- was the right move in the vacuum, saying that you were able to flip and you know at the time you know we thought aging kind of uh, maybe not quite washed but on the other the wrong side of the hill. Mike Conley, a couple players that the Jazz were planning on re-signing and Beasley and Vando and. And getting a, a future first round pick from it, you know, in the vacuum sounds pretty good. Um, in the aggregate, you know, not not as great, but uh, um, you know, so the same thing as John Collins. Like, so yeah, so you could flip him for some, you, know, you know, straight across small forward. Uh, I don't have a name, but uh, you know, there's some small forward out there uh, that you can go Just get. Somebody, yeah. Um, Considering and, what we paid for John Collins, I'm fine trading him for almost anyone. Okay, and that's fair. Like I'm, uh, I, the GM and me, the, the, the Danny Ainge and me, going, oh boy, I have John Collins. I, I guess, I guess the the value play here is like we really want to, you know, like his his value. Well, all well, time so low. maybe, so maybe we hold on to him until the end of the year, and if his value goes up, then you trade him. I don't know. Either that, or maybe somebody else's value improves, and you trade them. Right, right, and and, and, and sort of like right now, like I guess the, the point of Jad Jargon tweet was that uh, was that John Collins right now can still fetch you something. Um, yeah, well, it's and, like um, you said, if the players aren't good, it's going to be really hard to trade them. Right, I think yeah, John so, Collins uh, is at that level where he's like he's a good player, but we wouldn't be you know if we lost, we wouldn't be too sad. I uh, I mean, w- would you feel bad if you traded him and got got really nothing? Like, say you got a small four back, that's just fine. Uh, but he goes to, like, you know, what's the trash team? He goes, he goes to the Wizards. He goes to uh, the Blazers. Like, you know, pick, pick, pick your team. That's really bad. They get a 
you know, powerful yeah, like, turns into ultra <laughs> level. Wizards are mega ass, so they are really bad. Like, like, oh, I guess so. You're saying John Collins for say, like, uh, what's this? Kuzma. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if the, I mean, I don't think the Wizards do that, but probably um, not. Uh, like, because it, it would have to be a, like a tier below Kuzma. Um, yeah, I but, think you're um, right. Uh, it would I mean, you 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 two one time debate or whatever. Um, uh, um, I don't I can't remember who the small forward on that team is. Let me, Danny Avija, or whatever his name is. Oh, but, the, uh, in Cleveland. Uh, but but more but more to the point is that like there's a chance that John Collins could be an all star, and if you trade him some somewhere, and if you don't like if you don't get value back for it, it's gonna look really bad. It's gonna look like a trade that you quote unquote lost. I don't think Danny Ainge is in, in that uh, is in that uh, uh, mindset. Like he doesn't want to lose a trade, you know, quote unquote, lose a trade. Right. Uh, oh yeah, Danny Ed, 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 Danny Ed, Ed Dija. I don't even know yeah. how to say the name. Or, uh, well, or how about he's, this? Re- he's just really with, it's hard. So, with uh, uh, John Collins' contract value, I think you know, ideally, Danny Ainge would love to package like him and THT and Kelly Linick and whoever else, and go for somebody that is. And now that's the other point about this consolidation trade is that, you know, he has, you know, Colin Sexton, he has Jordan Clarkson, he has uh, John Collins. Uh, these these uh, these contracts are not quite max contracts, but they're close enough to be the main piece of the main uh, of a uh, of a max contract trade. Like John Collins and you know, like you said, THT or or another contract. Yeah, this is Sexton about, or all of them. Yeah, like thirty six. Yeah, thirty six to forty ish million. Um, so if you just trade that, if you just trade John Collins like tomorrow and got back somebody, you know, a little bit less, um, all of a sudden, you know, you, you lose not just John Collins, but you lose the, you lose one of your expensive contracts to trade for a max contract. So I, I don't know who the max contract is, but you know, th- there's a reason why Danny Ainge went and got, you know, gave Jordan Clarkson a lot of money this season. Uh, and then it, it, it ramps down, um, after the season, uh, Colin Sexton was given an extension last year. Um, you know, THT, you know, pay, you know, his option, he picked it up, picked it up, but you know, uh, you know, they, they went and traded uh, Pat Beverly for, for THT last year. So th- these are numbers that um, uh, Danny Ainge could use. And I think, you know, he wants to try to trade, obviously everyone wants to try to trade for a bigger f- fish, but to do that, you have to have these, these contracts. So, um, so anyway, th- that's just a, a, a long way of saying that, the Jazz probably could trade John Collins, uh, but, you know, the opportunity cost. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It might come at different opportunity costs, I guess. So, 
Yeah. You know, so Keontae George started at guard today. This is something that Jess has were we're really happy about. We really wanted to see Jay come out. I think you've been on board. You know, want to see Keontae. Um, you know, twentieth birthday. How did how do how do you feel about Keontae and his first start? I feel great. Um, it was like I said, this team's been really rough to watch as a fan. I think I had like one game I enjoyed. That was a uh, the Clippers. Um, and then it's been really bad for a long time. And this was a game that was actually enjoyable, even though again they lost by what like seventeen points or something. The uh, Keontae George ones were nice, and you know, nine had nine assists. I think that's a record for any Jazz guard so far this year. I mean, it's uh, and it's, it's funny because like you know, like you and Logan, uh, you might get along on this podcast because like Logan talks about it all the time, like he he wants to see the wins and losses, and he's he's not a player development guy, and this this season is kind of turning into that. Like it was supposed to be last season. Last season, like we had all bought in. Last season, you know, most of the Jazz Nation were like, okay, yes. We are ready to see, you know, the the Jazz bottom out. Go get some, go get some young guys, and uh, and then the CBA. But you know, then then Lowry Marketing happened. Uh, JC was fun. Like I mean, a lot of fun things happened for this team. And um, you know, again, at the end of the day, you know, you guys enjoyed watching the watching 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 the wins. And this year, you know, I asked Logan last time. I, I said I was like, hey, you know. You know, he still wants to win. We're not, we're not getting it. Um, and I, I told him like, like really, I, mean, I don't. You know, a, a loss doesn't bother me. A win doesn't bother me. Like last year, it was a win really bugged me, and a loss I, I was cheering for. Uh, and most seasons, I want to see them win. Uh, and this year, it's just like, ah, and maybe it's because like I don't think this Jazz team, I don't think this Jazz team was going very far, regardless. And like the more as the the more the season goes on, the more I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like if they keep their pick, cool. Um, you know, the, the larger, you know, a, a lot of people are arguing like, hey, they need to convey the pick this year. They need to keep the pick for next year. Um, it's a whole lot of things. <laughs> and the way the Jazz are playing, it doesn't, I mean, if they, if they suck the next, this year and next year. I thought it turns into a, I thought it turns into a second rounder, though, if it doesn't convey this year. No, uh, I think like it, two years or two yeah, years. So it's, it's still, um, it's still, um, uh, so here's the, so it's, it's, like, it's top eight protected, top 10 protected for the next two, uh, for this year and next year. And then after that, it just turns into cash. So there's a chance the Jazz can just keep the pick. So, who I have uh, a question for you? Yeah, how important is it for the Jazz to, you know, at least like make the playoffs, just to show Lowry that, that you know they're going the right direction? Yeah, that's a good question. That's actually a great question. Thank you, Jay, because uh, you know that's something I've been thinking. Because people have been saying there's a lot of Jazz fans like, oh, we need to, we need to do this. So, you know, Lowry wants to re-sign here, and um, I don't. I don't know. Like for me, if I, if I'm an NBA player, like sure, I, I want to be on a competitive team. But man, like I mean, look, Kyle Kuzma just signed for a bunch of money to play for the Wizards, who, you know, so who suck. And and but like when he signed, you know, I'm sure he wasn't. You know, I don't know what was his thought process. It was like, oh, they suck, but at least I'll be the guy on there. Or hey, you know, I'm. You know, maybe Larry thinks. Okay, Larry thinks I'm the first piece. You know, if I sign here, great. You know, we got three young guards coming up, uh, three young draft picks coming up. Uh, you know, we have a chance to draft another guy. You know, Walker Kessler is also young, and and we're good friends. Like, I don't know if team success. I don't. I don't know what percentage of the pie team success is for uh, some athletes. Like for LeBron, maybe maybe it's. I mean, for LeBron, maybe it's bigger. That's why he went to Miami, right? Uh, but you know, for 
for the guys in the in the you know third tier of the NBA, like the really good players, maybe they want to be the guy. Maybe Larry's like, I just want to be the guy on this team, whether we're a championship contender or a playoff contender or you know just out of it. Like I, I want to be the guy because there's only so many places you can go. Um, is, would would Lowry take less money? Go to um uh, to go to a, a team, but have better chances of winning. I I don't know, but um uh, I I don't I just don't I don't know how big of that um uh, you know team success it, it goes into when they sound like maybe he'll just be happy that he's gonna be making thirty million dollars, you know mm-hmm. like um uh, he's uh you know he's making fifteen right now and um again he, you know like he has a chance to. To be the the face of the franchise, he might be able to sign somewhere else for thirty million, uh, but you know that's also uprooting his. You know he's married, he has a family. I'm not saying that family men want to stay in Utah. I'm saying that moving somewhere else, uh, you know, for the same amount of money or or even a little less, you know, a, a couple million dollars less to go somewhere else, you know, to go to the same situation. Like you know, the Jazz aren't going to be the only ones in the same in the situation where they're they're kind of on the cusp. So. Uh, what do you think, Jake? Yeah, I have no idea. I've just heard a lot of people, you know, is Larry going to feel better if we're competitive or if we get a top draft pick? And I, I think a lot of us project ourselves onto these players, right? Like, well, God, if I was, you know, this talented, I would want to make sure I played for a winning team. But there's so many other factors yeah, that go into it. You know, He's happy just to make the money and, you know, that's it. Yeah, and, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, they again, like his contract right now is is so cheap, and he had to sign that because you know, like uh, Chicago didn't didn't give him the money, Cleveland kind of gave him the money, and that, now that he's proven that he he now that he's shown that he can be this type of player and uh, and do it, like you know, he, maybe he didn't care where it comes from, and um, th- this is the 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 challenge for Danny Ainge, and um, again, like. Just because the bad if the Jazz are, are bad this year doesn't mean they're bad next year. Doesn't mean they're bad in two years. There there are things that you, to look forward to. There there's Keontae George. Keontae George looks like he's at least an NBA rotation player. Uh, Taylor Hendricks. Um, uh, you know, Jared made the it's a box jokes earlier, but yeah, we don't know what Taylor Hendricks is. Uh, you know, but but Lowry's gonna see him. Lowry's gonna see him practice. Lowry's gonna see like okay, maybe, maybe he can be the guy I can play next year for this for a few years. Uh, he saw how Walker played last year. Um, uh, you know, maybe, and him and Walker are friends. Maybe, maybe that's important to him, you know? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a, this is a guy I can play on PS5 with. Um, you know, Jared, that was a really good question by Jacob. What do you think? Um, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting thought process. You know, I mean, there's so much that goes into it, these decisions. Like, I think Jake makes a really good point. Like, um, I, th- I think it's hard to, to quantify that and to know. Like, we're going to have to talk to the insider, Colin Sexton, uh, to, to find out what it, what was his thought process, his decision-making. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you know, like, like, Colin, like Colin said you know, in his documentary, like, hey, he didn't know a lot about Utah until he got here, and then, like, the, the shit was awesome, right? Like, this. Yeah. Um, and so, um, for Larry, for Larry, just like, you know, I, I think we're putting a lot of. You know, like, oh, if we're, if we're not good, he's leaving for sure. And uh, again, we're projecting, and we're we're you know very victim mentality here. And you know, not just our fan base, but you know, a lot of fan bases like, oh, he's yeah. gonna, you know he's gonna up and leave as soon as he can because that's what Darren did. 
Um, that's what Donovan looked like he was going to do. Uh, but we forget that Rudy Gobert wanted to stay. No, Rudy Gobert probably would have stayed. Um, uh, had had no reason to leave. Uh, Larry again. Maybe maybe I'm downplaying. Maybe Larry. They maybe all the people know better, and he really wants to be on a winning team. But um, this is a, a team that, like the Jazz, two and seven today. This Jazz, this Jazz team still has, a, you know, they still have a lot of draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, not only could they be making those picks for uh, better players, but they can also use those picks to, to you know, like them and the, it's them and the Oklahoma City Thunder that have a chance to, you know, go get someone the the next, you know, James Harden, uh, Paul George level player. That says, okay, we, we need to leave the situations, and the team needs to sell them to get picks. You know, so it, just because the Jazz are like really bad this year, I, I think the future is there. Like they, they have assets, right? And um, I could be being optimistic. I have no idea for sure, but I would guess that Lowry actually believes this team is better than they're looking right now. Well, I bet I, he I, thinks I'm they're a lot closer yeah. to a championship based on. I, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Players are just yeah. optimistic. And I don't know, like like. Like the thing is that like the sports changes so much from year to year. We think we know, you know, we we think we know like the Heat. The Heat were in the finals last year. Look how look how awful they look this year, right? Um, uh, you know, people thought adding Damian Lillard was going to make those guys um, uh, instant contenders in the, in the East. Uh, the Bucks added Damian Lillard, and they they're not dominating the East like um, uh, some of us thought they would. Um, yeah, they're really uneven right now. The Bucks, the the the. Uh... Well, and and it just goes to show, I guess, I guess we were all wrong about this. Well, not all of us, anyways. Me, I was wrong about the Celtics because I thought I think Chris Tapp's Porzingis is really overrated. But you know that five out stuff is working for them. But yeah. I guess also addition by subtraction, they stripped off Marcus Smart and how he looks like trash for the Grizzlies. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, like uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things that like. Us as fans, we're we're so like, all right. Every year, we think we, you know, especially we we get into it. We know what these guys are going to be. Like even even smart fans, we know what these guys are going to be from 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 day one. We don't need to watch the rest of the season. Who would have called the Pacers being the number one offense in the league uh, today? Right? Insane, uh, right? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, look, the Pacers on the way up, right? That you know, the the <laughs> Halliburton is a very good Halliburton is going to be an All NBA player at this rate. Um. But yeah, so that's things that like internally, you know, like they they block out the you know THT talks about him searching his name on Twitter and stuff. But uh, I, I'm sure there's there's a vision. Like you know, I, I'm sure the Jazz, even when they're down, like Danny Ainge is, is that Danny Ainge has a vision. We like us as fans may not know it, but there's something there. Like either he's collecting assets or they're building. You know, the, the old saying, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. So um, uh, this is definitely. Yeah, maybe it's a setback. Maybe they, they thought they were going to be a little more competitive than this year, um, and maybe they will be. Uh, maybe maybe they're just waiting for things to click. I mean, look, I mean, the Jazz were ten and two last year, and then they then they came back down to earth. The, the Spurs were one of the top teams last year, came back down to earth. The Blazers were one of the top teams last. I mean, and when I say this last year, I mean the first month, first month of the season. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, look at the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Spurs." Uh, and maybe there's like you know some gamesmanship. Maybe the Spurs, some uh, maybe the Spurs. Dumped uh, Jakob Pertl pretty early in the season, if I remember correctly, or or the trade deadline, maybe the trade deadline. Um, uh, but you know, like everybody started doing the gamesmanship thing because uh, they don't want to be tricked by the fool's gold. Uh, so things change very quickly. E- even you know, we'll, we'll come back next month and 
you know, who knows, <laughs> who knows what the surprise is going to be, right? Um, but yeah, so like, just because like we've had a, you know, as fans have had a rough couple of weeks, it just doesn't, you know, we can't overact. There's still 70 games. The, the, the NBA season goes till July, all right? We are in the beginning of November. We are, we are at the starting line. It's, it's, it's not anything to be super panicked about. Uh, one and thing that I totally different after trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we, we don't know. There's there's a lot of things. Like Danny might just say, "Let's take another year," or they might make a tra- maybe they find a consolidation trade that makes sense for them, and uh, get them uh, another piece that makes them look better. Uh, you know, maybe they, I mean, maybe they, they find somebody that says, "Yes, we'll take Colin Sexton or or Jordan Clarkson and something else," uh, because you know we, we need. I mean, the Lakers, right? The Lakers are always going to be looking for ways to add. Um, to the roster, the Clippers right now look awful, uh, but they they're all in. They have Kawhi, they have uh, Paul George, they have Harden, uh, they have Westbrook. Like that's a team that is desperate. They've traded everything they can to get these guys on their team, and that's a team that needs to find depth any way they can. So yeah, yeah, and and so maybe what happens is. I mean, but that's another fucking that's another fucking power forward, Terrence Mann. Fuck. <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, again, it's just some. Uh, uh, yeah, trade for trade for Westbrook again, jazz legend. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's gonna be some other things that come up, and we're, we're so we're so just uh, at the beginning of the season. Let's not. I mean, look, your fans, hey, go ahead and freak out because there are, there are reasons to freak out. Uh, one that I thought was kind of interesting is. Uh, Taylor Hendricks played in his first G League game. You know, this is a question we asked last week. This is a question we asked two weeks ago. Jake, I haven't got to hear your answer. Um, how how worried are you that Taylor Hendricks is playing in the G League? I am not worried at all. Okay. Yet. Jared, Emma, what would your answer again? Uh, I think I said that it could, he could be a boat, right? So... <laughs> I, I think that the game, right? I'm very wait and see uh, with Taylor Hendricks. I'm not, he's been playing well in the G, G League, so that's good. I mean, if he were in the G League and sucking, then that would be not good. But but the numbers he's putting up there seem seem solid, and he seems like he's leading that team, um, you know, in the Taylor Hendricks way. I don't know if they're winning games because I haven't been watching the Stars, to be honest. Uh, so, I, don't, yeah, I don't know if they've had anything that's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, need, I, need, I need to talk to what's what's his name? Oh, who's the guy that they have doing the star, running the stars over there now? I th- I'm trying to remember the name of that guy. He used to be a jazz broadcaster, the sideline reporter guy. No, 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 no. The sideline reporter guy. Because Tony Parks is like he was the in arena commentator um but and i think that's what he does with no but there's another guy that he's like the head of the stars now and he used to be like steve brown or something right oh yeah um i don't steve know is there. um i'm pretty sure he's the president of the stars I so, so i need to go interview steve brown and find out what's going on down there <laughs> yeah um uh i'm, I'm trying to find like I, I think mccade and larson Put out um uh, that that list of the top ten picks that, uh, 
up ten or like picks that were lot of picks and like yeah. almost none of them have gone to be all stars. I, uh, I think the best one was Marcus Smart, and he played one game in the G League. So uh, I'm gonna try to find that here in a little bit. But yeah, so um, you know, J- so Jake, you're not worried. you're not worried at all. Which is you know, I, I, I don't know. expect him to be an all star personally. I mean, he's a top nine pick. Is he gonna be Gordon Hayward? Probably not. And and that's you know, so there's a, there's a whole other thing. Like if he's not an all star, then you know, did the Jazz waste your number nine pick? And and maybe uh, I I don't know. Uh, again, like number nine pick in what was supposed to be a, a generational draft. Um, and maybe he's not an all star, but then you know the Jazz were like uh, the Jazz fans are like, oh well, man, then why'd you take him number nine? Um, well, can't well everybody who. People were freaking out that we didn't pick Cam Whitmore's in the G League now. So and that's another you know, that, that's why so, the discourse got brought up again. Um, uh, Cam Whitmore, but you know Cam Whitmore also went twenty, so he didn't get to count in the in the stat that we're using that lottery picks right in the in the G League because they're they're having like you know Rudy, Rudy Gobert they're they're uh, have been late picks that have made All Star games that play in the G League. Um, well, but uh, even oh. if Taylor Hendricks is you know able to be a sort of rookie rotation player, we kind of have a logjam at that position. Like, who are you bringing no. him in over right now? Yeah, and then that, that was the problem, was that, you know, they, they went and got Collins um, before they drafted Hendricks. So they, they already knew they had three power forwards on the team. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, but and, – and that's why, like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about that logjam as much because, you know, like, look, if, if – if um uh, if the Bucks had two great power forwards on their team, uh, would they have drafted Giannis? Like, you know, would you pass on Giannis if um uh, you had two guys? If you had if you had Larry Markkinen and uh and uh, John Collins on your team, do you do you pass on someone that you think could be the next Giannis? No, you know, like he's not ready yet, uh, obviously, and um, but like I mean, if if they thought that he could be and if he, they thought he'd be a really good player, but it was just raw, then um, uh, yeah, you, you can take a chance. You can check, take a chance on that guy, especially if you have three picks. Especially if you think Keontae George could, you know, be, be pretty good. Um, because uh, again, we do have the model. We do have the Giannis model of someone who was not ready yet in their first year, year and a half ish, and then look at him now, right? Um, for most part, oh. can be, also. Rudy Gobert played in the G League, so we have a track record of success in developing. Right, but not for the same stat that we're using. I mean, there there have sure. been other players that played in the G League and have and, and have. Sure, but Rudy players. was going to be a lottery pick until he got that toe injury, and then he looked like crap for most of his workouts. But he was not. So, <laughs> like, he, that's yeah, exactly. he wasn't because people didn't know that. Yeah, and they didn't take into account the injury. Jerry Jerry Sloan said that, "Oh, we gotta get this fucking guy in here." You know, he was he was watching those workouts. I, I, I know the Jazz were very high on him, but I for for the purposes of like the the statistics, right? It's lottery picks that have played in the G League, and so that's here, just that. Here's my problem with statistics: they're just numbers. There's okay. a whole lot of other context. There's a no, human I, element. And, and people exactly, just okay, and that's fine. What but, are the chances Taylor Hendricks would be playing NBA minutes if he went to a different team? Yeah, that's uh, a great that's a great question. And they didn't have Lowry and John Collins, and you know, I mean, we've seen other we've seen some other guys like you know Drace Walker, right? Went what 
number ten, number eight, number eight to the Pacers. He didn't play today. He, he didn't play for the Pacers. So the, there are other there are other. The last thing is Anthony Black. He's not playing. He went right. What is 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 the, so? I guess the question is Taylor Hendricks. So he's not good enough to play right now. And but that's the problem because like you know the guys who are the guys who are who are the guys you know the Lebrons, the Durants, you know Donovan Mitchells. Uh, those guys, you know, they, they were ready from day one. Uh, and they, the NBA sometimes is like, you, you are just ready from day one. You don't, There are more Donovan Mitchells, you know, guys that are ready to go than they are Giannis, uh, Giannis's. Because, um, uh, you know, not not all players get to this level and that are not, like, ready yet. Uh, I, I, I guess the point there. So, but it doesn't, right. mean, doesn't mean he can't do it. Uh, it just it means that if Taylor Hendricks were to get to All Star slash Superstar level, he would have to be the first person. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I think-, I, think, I think my biggest problem with that for a guy like Taylor Hendricks to get to that All Star Superstar level, mm-hmm. we probably need to get some better guard play on this team. So, guard guard guards are the priority coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I guess I get that point too, but. You know, like Kevin Durant never had that problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like if we want, and the thing is that look, that's a high bar. You know, I'm, I'm saying Kevin Durant. Yeah, but the, he was the a problem, number two pick. Yeah. So the, the the problem, I guess, the problem, the, or why I'm trying to say that you, but you want your rookie to be that guy. You want your rookie to be the of next. Of course you do. But we we weren't bad enough to get Wembenyana. We weren't bad enough to get Scoot Henderson. We weren't uh-huh. bad enough to get. Doesn't mean yeah. doesn't mean as a fan that. You know, you don't like you still want to, you want you still want Taylor Hendricks to be the next guy, right? And so he's already behind. He's already behind. Like he, he's not gonna come into the league uh, as a rookie of the year candidate. And again, that's fine. But if, if 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 you want the Jazz to be a championship team, you're, you know you're, the best part is you know, the best starting point is to have a rookie uh, be be that guy. You know, be Luca, be 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 um, uh, Steph Curry. Uh, mm-hmm. Be be one of the top players in the league, and um, uh, so he, he hasn't started that way. And that's who would you have like, picked a nine over him? Me, I I, I don't scout. Uh, the, the 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 point is the point is I don't think there's someone better behind him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Make is think. that the point the point I'm trying to make is that look, you know, last year the Jazz uh, Jazz fans were hoping to take to get somebody that that could be that could be the face of their franchise. Um, and at number nine, like him, uh, they were told, okay, cool. They, they, the Jazz said, we got this guy. You know, Tony Jones is all over Twitter saying that, hey, you know, they're not guys that have his, his range, uh, that can shoot the three, uh, play inside, you know, have his length. There's nobody out there um, with that kind of skill set. Uh, and that's fine. That's all fine and good. But he's not ready to use in the NBA now. And that's fine. Like, like look, Kevin Durant, Kevin Benches don't wait. Um, uh, uh, coming out of uh, high school, and you know he, he's turned out to be one of the best players in the NBA, right? Um, you know LeBron. LeBron came out with the, all the expectations in the world, and he met them. Uh, you know again, Luca. Um, you know Luca uh, came in at number four. Um, you know he, he's probably you know MVP candidate this year. Uh, there's just some certain players that from day one you know those guys are going to be good, um, and and. If you want to get to that level, that, I'm, I'm saying that, look, I thought it was a really small chance the Jazz were going to draft someone at that level anyway, but that's the hope. 
you know, like if, if you're not going to get the number one pick, you just have to hope that your guy uh, gets there. So, yeah, I think there's a little worry that um, Taylor Hendricks is playing in the G League because it probably means he might not be an all-star. If he's not going to be an all-star, he's probably not going to be a generational superstar. Um, so I, I think there's, I think it's okay to be, to have some worry if, if those are your expectations. Yeah. But if your expectations are not for him to be an all-star, then, then he's fine. Like, like, you know, Jared just said, uh, I don't think he's going to be an all-star. Okay, that's fine. If you don't think he's going to be an all-star, then what he's doing right now is just fine because, you know, Ochai was in the in G League for uh, a good while last year. And while I don't like, I don't think Ochai is anything special, I think Ochai can be a rotational player in the NBA. Uh, and he, he played in the G League. And if Taylor Hendricks, if, if you think Taylor Hendricks is, you know, what you're expecting his ceiling to be is, you know, six men off the bench, then yeah, he's he's fine, you know. And so that, that, I guess that's my point is that uh, the G League really hurts his chance to be a, a, a potential superstar for the Jazz. And that hurts, I think, the Jazz's chance to win a championship overall because, you know, most teams that, uh, that win championships have drafted their potential superstar. So, um, or at least have had uh, a top three guy in the league. And for the Jazz to have a top three guy in the league, I think they have to draft him. So, um, that, you know, Jake, you're, you're new. Does that make sense? Sometimes I Yeah, yeah no. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I don't think Taylor Hendricks is probably going to be a superstar, but I don't know if the Jazz need him to be. They have so many other picks and, other ways, and maybe Keontae can get there. Who knows? So, yeah, maybe. Keontae, I mean, obviously, Keontae is again. I said, if you can hit on one of three draft picks, great. And you know, apologies to Bryce Sensible. I just don't think any of us have that high expectations for a pick uh, in the late twenties. Um, and Jared, I mean, like, I mean, you, you said, I mean, you, you said it. Right? Like, you don't think Taylor is going to be an all star or had the ceiling to be an all star. Um, so I mean, I guess I'm a. What do you hope he does? Um, in the next couple of years, I guess for the Jazz. Uh, for Taylor Hendricks' progress. Yeah. I kind of just expect him to end up as a rotational player. Um, ho- okay. hopefully a high end guy, high end rotational player, maybe okay. a starter. And that's a that's a that's a fair thing to think about. I mean, if I'm a, if that's all you wanted out of Taylor Hendricks, then yeah, I think you're, you're that's probably cool. All I think I can reasonably expect. I, I'm not over the moon with my expectations. Yet. Yeah, if he can be a starter yeah. that can contribute, maybe yeah. slightly above where Ochai is. And I get I get that that that's, that just makes me more upset about last year's team. I guess is that I'm a, oh okay well then you know they they really just missed out on a lot of. A lot of chances, and if I could go back, if I can, if I could tell, you know, if I, if yeah, I yeah Danny Ainge should have traded uh, away Mike Conley for nothing. I, I think so too, because yeah, can, uh, that's, uh, we would that's, have been worse, and we would have got a better pick. But so, uh, that's that, that, that he did that, That's Jake's, that, that's Jake's trigger, trigger warning. He, he likes yeah. me a lot. He's been good this year. He um, has been. Just like, um, need that. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and it's worked out well uh, for the for the party. And look, look again in the vacuum. I, I like having an extra first round pick that was hard to get the trade deadline, but in the aggregate. Um, and and uh, you know we probably don't have time to talk about this anymore. And so maybe I'll, I'll say it now, and then maybe we can expand upon it in a in a future episode. But you know, all of a sudden we're seeing you know the Will Hardy no longer a great coach takes. <laughs> 
And um, I, I, I'm not here. That's, that's excellent for you. Are they saying higher Ty Corbin now? Is that what their is that what our new thing is? No, I, and, and you know this is funny because like uh, I think I said this on last week's episode that you know if if your bar is better than Ty Corbin to be Bring a back coach, Kevin you know, it's a it's a it's a low bar. And so um, and look, I don't, I don't even say Will Hardy's a bad coach. I, yeah, I think why are people a, saying that? Is it just because of the Jazz record? Jazz record, but I mean like the, the vibes, right? Like everything looks bad. The, the Hunger Games comment. Yeah. Uh, just, just a lot of stuff, like not just the record, but like, like what, where did all, where did the Jazz go all of a sudden? That you know, the, the fun team they had last year. Um, and I'm not here to say if I think he's a bad or good. I think I think he's a good coach. Uh, I thought he was a good coach last year. I as another one of these examples where I think Jazz fans and all fans probably do this, but you know, we're a Jazz podcast. That Jazz fans, you know, just hyped him up too much. Like, all, like he came in and. Like oh my god we you know, we were supposed to be bad but we're we were playing way above expectations we must have one of the best coaches in the league and we had barely a year of data and people are already making these exclamations and that's okay look like if you're a fan don't let me stop you from doing that you 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 have every right to do it just on this podcast I'm gonna hear that and we're gonna come on and say well you know let's let's take a breath let's take let's take a minute and see you know what what does it take for me to consider someone to be great because I, I was there. For all Quinn Snyder's, all Quinn Snyder's, you know, we may not have been, we may not have been podcasting, but I definitely was talking to people at work, people um, uh, at any job I was at. Uh, we would talk jazz, and I thought Quinn Snyder was a good coach. I thought it was a little ridiculous to to really put him up there uh, with all these you know great coaches of all time type talks. Uh, even when he was in the running for coach of the year, I was like, well, let's, let's pump the brakes. We you know we have to we have to make a line of like what we. You know, at least on this podcast, like I think we should make a line of like, okay, what what do things what do they have to do uh, for me to consider a great coach or amazing coach? Like, I'm, uh, you know, uh, just we should have some benchmarks. Like, okay, it's cool. In year three, they did this. Sounds good. Um, and you know, on at least for me on this podcast, I, I've been very uh, complimentary to Danny Ainge, and I, I think he's done some really good stuff. But now we're near what four or five Danny Ainge, like. The bar is higher now. Like uh, he's done some good stuff. Can he continue to do it? Like, yeah, his first three or four years, Danny Age did some good stuff. Uh, you know, he tried to win with the team that they had. They went and got good packages for uh, Donovan and Rudy. Um, so not now. This is his first draft, I think, with the Jazz. Like first real good draft with the Jazz. Yeah, I think first draft with the Jazz because they didn't have picks last year. Um, you know, first draft with the Jazz. Some hires. You know, there's some other benchmarks that he has to hit now for me to still be complimentary of him. So, you know, even though he was good two years ago, does not mean he's had a, you know, he he have a bad year, right? So, uh, and again, we're we're running out of time, so we can't really expound upon that too much. But uh, Jake, um, uh, you know, Jake, I'm, uh, you know, he's been in this group text with us for like a two months, so he finally he's finally had enough of the jazz that he was able to respond today and say, you know what. Put me on the pod. I'm more of a behind the scenes guy, but I have some podcast feelings that I have to with Jake. Um, uh, so Jake, what? So, so you're a big audio guy. Like, what made you a big audio guy? Um, I don't know. I think it. My I had kind of music in my house just growing up. My dad played a bunch of instruments when I got into high school. I started playing guitar because I thought it was cooler and. It just went from there where I got a job at Guitar Center. I got a bunch of studio gear, started recording stuff, and just 
one from there. Um, but I think you're exactly right about Will Hardy. Like, he's young. He's, what, nine games into his second year? Like, he's going to get better. He's just like all the rookies will. So, Well, we assume he's going to get better. But I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to condemn him nine games into, into year two is, is right. where I'm at. Um, Jared, so you're, you're meeting Jake for the first time. Like I said, I'm a Jake and I went to high school together. We've uh, we've interacted after high school and then like uh, been Facebook friends and now we're Twitter friends and everything. You can see, like, look at look at the setup. You can see the guitars back there. He's got this nice nice mic set up there. Um, um, intern Jake's uh, on the podcast, Jared. So anything you want to... <laughs> You know, anything that we need to add to, for for Jake's inaugural um, uh, podcast episode? Uh, can we call him Jake the Snake just because, you know, wrestling motif, you know, all that stuff? Because you and Logan are really into WWE. J- yeah. Jake, how do, how do you feel about the Jake wrestling. Um, uh, did, do, do you have a different uh, moniker you go by? Or you know, people by... call me Jake the Snake forever, but um, you can also do Jake the Links or... Whatever you Jake want. the links, yeah, the Jake the links. That is that is your that is the the pot uh, your your Twitter handle. So, um, the links. Um, as as we enter, let me read this uh, list off to you: Marcus Smart, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Luke Kennard, Malik Monk, Noah Vonley. Uh, boy, that's who I think Taylor Hendricks is. Noah Vonley, Jonathan Isaac, oh, Campaign, no. Denzel Valentine, Shabazz Muhammad, Moses Moody. James Booknight, Kaminga again. Hey, hey Moses Moody, man. Moses, that's my guy, Moses Moody. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, Primo. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, Primo. Ochai, uh, Usmane Yang, TJ Warren, Usmane Yang again. Primo again, Johnny Davis. Papa, Papa Giannis, uh, Georgios, Papa Giannis. Uh, no, no corrective lenses today. Uh, Jim Green, and then these guys... Uh, you know, Scoot Henderson played, but this is before he was in the so Jalen Green. Jalen Green and Scoot Henderson, Dyson Daniels all played in the G League before they got into the so these were the players in the G League, uh thanks to McCade Pearson on his Twitter. Uh, I just looked up McCade Pearson and then uh Larry Picks and found it. But uh, these are G League uh in the last ten years as rookie, uh before they were lottery picks. So again, you know, the best name of that on that list might be Marcus Smart. You know, Kaminga and, and Moody, I guess they, they're they still young enough. I mean, some of these guys are still young enough that they might, but it's not looking good so far. Like, some of those names, I mean, you know, Muhammad, right? Jabaz Muhammad. Noah Vonley, like, like Noah Vonley also picked number nine in 2014. Um, you know, I, I had high hopes. I, I think Noah Vonley might actually be a really good comp for where Taylor Hendricks could be. So, uh, but yeah, none of those guys really, I mean, some of them became rotation players. Again, if, if, if you're looking for a rotation player, then you know you're good. If you're looking for next generational superstar, it's it's, it's looking bad. So um, I'm not saying you know I am not saying you should or shouldn't be worried. I'm just I think it depends on your expectation. Um, and you know if, if you are worried, great. Uh, you know th- th- there's a lot of evidence that say you should be worried. If you're not worried, also great because we ha- we don't know. <laughs> you know there, there's there, there, there's a reason people play the lottery. You know, there's a reason that people try because there's a point zero 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 whatever percent. But guess what? Somebody eventually wins it. So um, uh, you might hit. Like again, if if you had asked people after um, uh, Giannis's first year if he was going to be an, uh, an MVP and and multi-time All Star, they probably would have you know bet no. But he did it. So it could be anything. It could be a boat, as as uh, Jared says. So uh, 
I stole that. I stole that from Family Guy, which I think I stole it from you because you reminded me it existed. <laughs> oh, I, I say it, I say it all the time. Yeah, more fairy gags, more fairy favorite bits. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake, the links. Jake, um, uh, tell people where they can follow you for your uh, for your Mike Conley takes on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Twitter X whatever. It's literally just at Jake the links. Jake the links. L Y N X. Uh, Jared Barker. I'm a what's up, man? It is it is twelve thirty a.m. Uh, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter. Oh, you can find me tweeting. At go the distance forty nine. Forty nine. I am a at who trust man, and I'm a at at jazz high notes two. Hopefully, jazz high notes one will come back to life one day. Uh, Jake, again, thanks for helping us meet our Roy Royals quota. Uh, hey, come, come back on. You're, Wait, you're welcome did, to come back did, on. Uh, did you fight with Elon Musk about getting high notes high notes one back or? I know it's zero or I know it's nothing, whatever just, just, you want. Just high notes, yeah. Like I, I have to go, like, get into my email and, like, you know, find out why Twitter banned me on, on you know, I don't know what I did. I, I do a lot of stupid stuff, so. Um, well, it, it, you tweeted something negative about Clarkson. I think the Filipino fans got you. <laughs> no, not me, I, No, I'm serious. That not was, me, like, man. right uh, up. <laughs> not me, man. I, uh, I, I've, um, uh, I, I've sat here and tried to get uh, uh, a statue and Jordan Clarkson, I want Jordan Clarkson to retire by the Jazz now um, uh, before he leaves. So yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I won't stand for that. I won't stand for any of that. You know, he he does he go to a lot of Jazz games. Yeah, a lot. So um, yeah, that was a great that was a great memeable moment. Honestly, I lo- I love JC, and I'd be sad to see him leave. But if he went somewhere, not that sad apparently. If he hey, if he went somewhere, he could win a title. Good for him. I'd like, like to see. The- I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rewind the audio like oh I really think that the Jazz should trade Jeff Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> we have Col- he's Col- not the worst guard we have. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. he's definitely not. Yeah, he's so. definitely not. All right, well we've been trying to end this podcast for ten minutes now. We will see you guys. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.